Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of What Pad Reads. I'm Roxanne here to bring you your daily dose of amazing books to get you through the week because don't we all need a little pick me up. So on this week's episode I'm going to be reviewing the book Dream With Me. It was written by, I'm sorry if I mispronounced the name, but the author is Azroy Lu underscore 16, A-S-R-O-I-L-U underscore 16. It has 2,000 reads, 491 votes, and 29 parts. Now I'm going to read this summary for you. College, the place where fresh starts exist, where people don't know who you are and another chance to be someone new. In with the new experiences and relationships, out with the old. Though a car knocking Aurora down headfirst was the last thing she expected to happen. Turns out the crash has brought Aurora the dream life she's always wanted. Life as she knows it gets easier, sweeter, and happier. Most importantly, she creates new bonds that'll last a lifetime. Especially the one she makes with Theo, the one who loves the stars as much as she does. Wanting her dream life to be forever, turns out forever isn't as long as anyone thinks it is. Wow, nice. Summary leaves me guessing and just wanting to jump right in, find out who's Theo, what happened to her in that um, car crash that made her life do a full 180. Um, The tags are adult, cute, drama, dream, fiction, Mystery, love, new adult, romance, teen. Yes, those are the tags. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. What's real and what's fake? Why is it hard to decipher which is which? Why did I think that what I had was real? I knew something was off. I felt it deep within my soul. This world, the one I've been living in, wasn't even mine. I did the impossible and stood right at death's door without being lured to my fate. Blindsided, I was completely blinded by the thought of having something perfect that I became oblivious. I ignored the feeling that something was off and decided to enjoy what I had, even if it would only last for a short period. The pieces eventually all came together and it finally made sense to me. It was cruel of life, but at least I understood how my life got to be that way in what felt like only a little while. I understood, and soon, as my life unravels word by word, in the end, you'll understand too. Chapter 1. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. At least, that's what people like myself would like to think. People like me who need it to have a spark of hope that something good will come out of it. I've always had this mindset since I was a little girl. Every time something bad would happen, I would remind myself it happened for a reason. Maybe not a good one at the moment, but a reason nonetheless. That whoever controls my life is doing this for an end goal. So when it's 3 a.m. and I'm working in a small diner 10 minutes away from campus with a couple of my classmates coming in, I'm hoping it'll be for a good cause. 
I set the cloth down on the table and hastily wiped my hands on my apron. Kelly, a working mother of two, and I are the only ones who can take the late, late shift, so we're in charge of everything. She's been working here much longer than I have for the past month, perhaps years. I tie up my black hair into a high ponytail, yet the ends still fall about three to four inches past my shoulders. Picking up the notepad and pen, I make my way over to the familiar blue-haired boy and his friend. His obnoxious, overly pastel hair is not something you see every day. Welcome to Diana's Diner. What would you like to order today? I ask, mustering the most cheery voice I can during this hour. I don't know them very well, which is why I have to use that rehearsed line. I usually pass by them in class to get my seat a few rows ahead. People also tend to tip better if I act all enthusiastic around them. The blue-haired boy looks up at me, grinning, a smile way too big for this hour. His unbelievably bright blue eyes stare at me for a brief second before looking back at his menu. I take this chance to get a better look at him. His skin is pale and decorated with a few tattoos on his left forearm. His white polo shirt that hugs his skin makes all the dark ink stand out more. I don't pay too much attention to his face. Even though he is attractive, I can't get over the hair. You don't see people with blue hair very often, and if you do, they usually can't pull it off. He can. Okay, let me get the classic burger with fries and a side of mozzarella sticks. His friend with blonde hair says, which makes me switch my attention to him while I scribble it down. Oh, add in a Pepsi too. My eyes widen significantly when I finally look up seeing a nasty bruise on his cheek. I trail down to his hands, which are grasping the menu, and they're bruised up too. They seem pretty recent, seeing that it's only red and hasn't faded into purple quite yet. Bar fight. The blue-haired boy speaks up, noticing my stare. There's a slight English accent to his voice, almost unnoticeable. I make myself look away and back towards him before nodding. It's not my business. Though... Now that he mentions it, I notice the, the light smell of alcohol on both of them, which I try not to cringe at. What about you? I ask, redirecting the topic to the task I have at hand, waitressing. I still have time before applying to internships, so having a job in the meantime seems like a good plan. Chicken and waffles, Caesar salad, and root beer. He nods over to me, and I write them down right under his friend's order. All right, they'll come right up, I say, slipping the pen in my pocket. I start walking away, not, f not to find it necessary to stay any longer. Wait! I close my eyes briefly before opening them again, turning around with a smile plastered to my face. I pull my pen out, preparing myself to write down a last-minute order. Yes? You're in my stats class. Aurora, right? Like the princess? The guy snaps his fingers in realization with an underlying tone of teasing. His friend snorts, and I try not to eye-roll at his princess comment. It's something I get easily annoyed at. I nod curtly. I'm Matthew. That's Caleb. He, points, he points to the blonde-haired guy with the bruised-up face who waves. I nod again, engraving their names to their faces in my mind so I won't forget. Their names sound familiar. I've probably heard it in class, but... 
didn't pay much attention to it. Okay, I respond before walking away. Hey, wake up, a voice whispers, and I can feel somebody poking my shoulder. As much as I want to ignore whoever that is, they're making it pretty damn impossible. My eyes shoot open and I sit up, quickly realizing I'm still in class. The students loudly chatter to each other as they make their way to the door. Oh God, I groan, slanting my hands down my face to wake myself up a bit more. I turn to see Matthew right next to me, laptop in hand and a giant grin plastered on his face. It's just like last night. Is he always this happy? Thank you, I tell him before standing up and packing my things. This isn't the first time I've fallen asleep in class, but there have been too many times to keep track of. I blame my insomnia. I can sleep for hours during the night, maybe four or five if I'm lucky, but when I'm awake, I stay up. It's why I work at the diner late at night. If I'm going to be up so early, I might as well make money and do something productive. Yeah, no problem, princess. There it is again, that whole princess joke. Once you hear it a thousand times in high school, it gets old. This time, I do roll my eyes and start speed walking away from him. Hey, wait up. I hear him jog up to me, completely blocking my path. With the way he's looking at me, I can tell he knows I'm annoyed. What? It comes out harsher than I had planned seeing as he steps back slightly to give me the option to walk away. His eyes seem to be calculating my movements, trying to figure out how much patience I have left. Sorry, I mean, what? I ask in a softer tone, feeling a little bad. I may not get a full eight hours of sleep and can be highly agitated by any little thing, but I can still tell if I am being an A or not. In this case, I apologize and fix my tone. You stay up late at night, right? He asks, not, a, not acknowledging my apology. Not that I care about that anymore. Why? I narrow my eyes slightly, trying to figure out his intention. He said it out of nowhere, which is a little strange. How would you like to be invited to a party my frat house is hosting tonight? He asks, practically shoving his phone to my face. I give him a dirty look not appreciating this sudden action, but all he does is give me a sheepish look. Nevertheless, curiosity gets the best of me, so I decide to take a look. This? This is your fraternity? I ask, the name Sigma Chi written across the screen in bold. The parties they throw are crazy, lasting all night. Their guest list is impossible to get into if you don't have connections, or so I've heard. Why are you so surprised that's my frat? He asks, cocking his head to the side like a puppy. His tone is light, and with the two encounters I've had with him, I question if he's ever been serious in his life. I'm not. I'm surprised that you're inviting me, seeing as other people are actually eager to go that you can invite. I nod my head over to the small cluster of people that I notice following him and some other frat members. People always do that trying to get an invite. I've been invited to parties before along with my friends back home. It would be a hit or miss, and after a few, it starts to get boring. People would stop inviting me when they realize I don't go anymore. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to invite someone who has no intention of going over and over. 
So you don't want to come? He questions, walking with me as I check my phone for the time as well. I have another class in 10 minutes and I can't be late. Precisely, I reply. But the party will be so boring without you, he pouts, but immediately drops it when I give him a look, unconvinced. Who just says that to a stranger? Besides, I'm sure you have nothing else to do tonight, so what do you have to lose? I stay silent, unsure how to answer it, so he continues to speak. Okay, how about I add your name to the guest list anyway, so you'll still have the option to come if you decide to, yeah? Why do you even want me there? I don't know you. His lips quirk up in a small smirk. Because I think you're interesting. You have a mysterious vibe, and I like it. Oh, so you think with me going to this party, I'll suddenly be swooned by you and tell all my secrets? I ask sarcastically, yeah. So is that a yes? He has a look of determination, and I know he won't let this go unless I give him, a, give him an answer. So I just nod. Okay, fine. I'll consider it, but I make no promises of showing up. I warn stopping just so I make sure he understands it. His smile never disappears, even grows a little wider. I'm surprised he has no smile lines or how he manages to make a smile look that big. He puts out a pinky in front of me and I look down. Really? I raise an eyebrow and he nods eagerly like a child. Letting out a deep sigh, I give in and wrap my pinky around his before quickly letting it go and walking away. I have to go now. Bye. I'll see you tonight, sleeping beauty, he yells loud enough for random people nearby to hear. I purse my lips, wanting to come right back and smack him for giving me those names. I resist that temptation and instead head to my next class. All right, so let's get into the review part of the book. The little preface was amazing. It was deep and enticing. Um, And when I say preface or preface, some like to call it, I say preface. I'm extra, I know. Um, I meant that little part that I read before I got into chapter one. I think that was so cool how she put that in there. Because when I read the summary, I was like, oh, okay. All right, a little mystery. I got you. But when I read this little preface... And I was like, hold up. This sounds interesting. To me, like right away, my assumptions are saying, are making um, me to think, oh, she somehow ended up in an alternate universe or I don't know, something of the sort. But this little um, thing before chapter one was so smart to put in. It was very nice. It definitely gives the readers more, you know, questions to think. Be like, wait, is this going to happen? Or I need to keep an eye out for this because in this little preface, it says this and that. So I just think it was so, so cool to put that in. I love openers like that. It definitely keeps the reader reading. And that's something that we want to happen, especially on Wattpad, because the more reads a book gets, um, the more views and the more publicity, etc., it can have. So 
that was very, very smart. Um, I am very intrigued with the relationship between her and Matthew, Aurora and Matthew. Um, I like the, how do I say it? The, uh, you know, the humanly interactions between them. Not that they're aliens or anything, but, you know, he was at a diner. She was working there. You know, they have the same class. She, she fell asleep in class, which, which is so true because I fall asleep in class all the time, especially in high school. I, I got in trouble so much with falling asleep. So I'm with Aurora in that department. But I just love the interactions between them so far. It seems um, so easygoing, you know, relatable. That's what I'm looking for. It's so relatable. And you definitely want to put, excuse me, a lot of relatable content into your books because then the readers feel and put themselves in the character's shoes. And that makes the experience, the reading experience, a hundred times better. So, I love that. I I am looking forward to seeing how their relationship grows. But I'm also curious because um, she mentioned a guy named Theo in the summary. So, I'm like, interesting. I'm very interested. And also, the wording could improve some. You know, try not to write how you speak. For instance, if someone says, yeah, I'm going to get the thing. Yeah, see ya, bye. Don't actually let the characters say that. Or don't say, like, it's so weird. And I I am guilty of doing that too, writing how I speak. And I'm not saying, like, use intricate words and be all fancy but no as opposed to um just putting down any and any crazy little thing so if you're an english speaker which i am or if you're writing in english um it's very very important that you make sure what you're putting down makes sense and that it, you know, abides by the quote-unquote grammatical laws. Um, all those play a part in a reader's experience. And we want to let our readers have the best. So, you know, just take time to proofread and go over your work. I literally read my books. Like, I, I click view as reader. Um as much as I can because I know I make so many um, mistakes and I definitely try to limit those so I view as reader as much as I can and I want to see how it's going to look coming from the reader's perspective so when I read it I'm like okay that doesn't sound right and I make a note I sit with my little notebook or my notes app on my phone and I'm like okay chapter one paragraph whatever change that And, you know, that's a very good tip to all those out there who are authors that they can use to, you know, proofread and everything. Um, Also, try not to make the characters speak unrealistically. Like, for instance, let's say a character is going to take a bath. Don't let the character say, I am going to walk up the stairs and draw a bath to clean myself. Who says that in real life? (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. And I'm not saying that this author did say that. I'm just 
you know, speaking in general. Let's not make the characters speak unrealistically. Let's have them, you know, speak how, you know, you would speak to a person and, you know, letting it still abide by grammatical laws, you know, but let them speak. You know, that's how we normally have conversations with each other. Don't make them sound all fancy because then it really just takes away because it's like me as a reader. When I see that, I'm like, who talks like that? Because I don't. So just always keep that in mind. And um, the cliffhanger at the end of chapter two was real nice. And I'm not going to I'm not going to say it. I want you to go out there. And go on Wattpad, type in Dream With Me in the search bar, and read that book. It's so nice. I am definitely going to read to the end. Normally, I don't really read to, like, the end of the entire book when I'm reviewing. Because, you know, I just have a lot of other books to read and review. But there are exceptions that I make, and I think that this book is definitely one of those exceptions. I'm going to continue to read it and I'm going to see how this ends because like I said, that little preface in the beginning really piqued my curiosity. So kudos to you out there. Um, Also, I love the titling of the chapters. They're so cute. I love when authors, you know, go the extra mile and add you know, cute little titles. Let me read some to you guys. Um, chapter one is everything happens for a reason. Chapter two, it was too late. Chapter three, is this heaven? Chapter four, the stars are out tonight. So I just think those titles are so cute. And it just really says a lot on the author's part. They just put in extra effort, in my opinion, for that. Kudos to you. Maybe one day I will start adding titles to my chapters. I mean, as um, as a reader, I don't think it's, or as an author, I should say, I don't think it's a big deal. People will still read your books if you just put one, two, or chapter one, chapter two. But I just think it's a cute little extra something, something. So, yes, kudos to you, author. Your chapters so far are really, really good. If I had to rate this book, I would give it, so far, so far, I've only read about three, four, five chapters. So far, I would give it a six out of ten. 